back to the Flying Lion podcast, everyone. I'm here tonight again with Sam. He's rocking our Flying Lion pod shirts. Love those navies. We have orange available as well. Uh, not just promoting our shirts tonight. We actually have an episode to talk about some international <laughs> duties. Sam, how are we doing tonight? We're doing good. We're doing good. Like you said, repping the merch. So if you want to go, you know, check out the merch, DM us, or you can just look at me wear the merch on YouTube <laughs> for this episode, uh, whichever, you know, tickles your fancy there. But um, yeah, international duty. Um, this past week, we had three guys that got called up. Um, two of them were, were kind of at the same time. And then, um, you know, a little bit later, uh, we had Bupenza get called up as well. So had Moreno and Arias and we also had Mascaro so four guys actually sorry um get called up but uh yeah I mean once again kind of a a dull week for everything right international duty isn't you know the most hype time but um we had a U.S. men's national team game as well against Germany so touch on that a little bit as well yeah it was uh again kind of interesting like you get so hyped up you win a shield you know you have this trophy now and it's like and we'll cut to a break (laughs) <laughs> so i yeah, it just you right it kind of, kind of like, transition it's such a long mls season now like i don't know if it's ever been this long but total amount of games different competitions players playing for their national team i mean of course like three out of the four guys now are playing in like world cup qualifiers but um i mean they're meaningful games don't get me wrong but it's just like this is so much volume like i had just looked in um you know, kind of wanted to research a little bit on the MLS playoff structure and whatnot, which we'll kind of get into probably not this episode, but the next one um, as we go into the, you know, MLS playoffs. But I mean, we could potentially be playing in the MLS cup championship in December and the season started like very first day of March. Like what a long season, Sam, it's insane. Yeah. I I don't know what, what they're doing with, with soccer, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like how many months, how many months would that be? January, February. So two, it would be two months. Right. So, I mean, P- Premier League has two months really as well, June and yeah. July. So, I mean, if you're going to be full time, f- this is full time football. So, um, I mean, a lot of people could see it as that to where it's, Hey, we're trying to be like the other leagues, like let's scale up like they do. Right. However, you have the flip side where it's it's all about the money. The more games you play, the more times your your team is on TV, the more money you make. Like that's just how it is. So, yeah, I, that's a good point. Um, talk about like actually like seeing some of these games. Like we you know we're referencing the international breaks. So right now, um, at least in South America, a couple other places around the world, they're doing like World Cup qualifying for. I believe it's the 2026 World Cup, which is going to be hosted in the United States combined with Canada and Mexico. Um, So some really, really cool, you know, live uh, international soccer or football is going to be coming to you here in a few years. Um, As we build up to that, Sam, you know, it's cool to see some of our guys play in those games and hopefully to, if they're playing now, make the roster for 2026. Um, At least the guys that we're kind of seeing right now, I would say are not necessarily locks, but are on, kind of good footing, I would say, with at least three of them. Um, So we can kind of get into things um, in the games that we had seen. I think the big one of all of them that I saw uh, was Colombia versus Uruguay. 
uh, in South America, you know, going into this game, um, you know, I, I think there's a total of nine teams. They play each other twice. And basically what happens is the top six team in top six teams advance from this style uh, with the seventh team doing a FIFA like playoff tournament. Um, so big game for Colombia versus Uruguay. I think it was in Colombia too. So the atmosphere was just rocking. We had Yerson Mascara and Santiago Arias, uh, both from FC Cincinnati that were involved in this game. Sam, kind of give me a little bit of a rundown on what you saw. Yeah, so obviously uh, Arias gets the start. Great to see on the right-hand side. Um, kind of back into that starting nine um, that he was, you know, a couple years back. Um, glad to see him back in there. And he assists in the first goal of the game um, to uh, Rodriguez. Um, James Rodriguez. Who, honest, yeah, James Rodriguez. Honestly, phenomenal volley, like, to put Columbia up 1-0 was was really that was really good goal um unfortunately it was a back and forth game after that and you have the two sides going back and forth and then you have a red card in the what 87th minute or Mm -hmm. something like that yep um they gotta take a player off bring you know another goalkeeper on and then you have darvin nunez who plays for liverpool liverpool right now um puts puts it away and makes it 2-2 in the 90th minute for the penalty. So um, pretty crazy. But in that kind of red card mix, you had a sub um, in Mascara who came on for Arias. So that was pretty interesting to see. A full FC Cincinnati sub for international like team is just so crazy. Um, I want to go back to Columbia's first goal that Arias assists on. Um you know, number one, this is Arias's 55th cap or appearance for the Columbia national team. His last being uh, in October of 2020 versus Venezuela, actually, which is a team we're going to be touching on here in a little bit. Um, but pretty interesting with this, Sam, it was the typical FC Cincinnati goal. Like, I don't know if you like, obviously you saw the replay, but for those who, you know, the didn't get to play, see this, yeah. the buildup. Uh, they play it out wide. Arias, as we've seen all year long for FC Cincinnati, is taking the ball down the line, puts in a ball that's kind of behind the defense. All the defense had rushed into the box. Rodriguez does a good job to get open. Arias finds him. One touch, beautiful volley like Sam had mentioned. Um, so I, I was like, man, we've seen this this year from Barrial on the left side. We've now seen Arias on the right side. Um, I, I think he got some good experience playing with FC and kind of carry that over, you know, to the Colombian national team, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was set up perfectly. Um, like you had said, Rodriguez brings it down, um, beautiful touch. But yeah, it was a, a crazy game from that perspective. Um, to, to move on to the next one, you have, like you had talked about, uh, Moreno, he plays Brazil um, in this matchup last week. And it, they were kind of Venezuela versus Brazil. Like you're not going to expect Venezuela to go up against the powerhouse and, and yeah. give it to them early on in the game, Brazil scores. And it's kind of like, Oh, here, here we go. Like how many are they going to score? You know, this game, Venezuela kind of brings it back and they end up shocking Brazil in the 80th minute to tie the game one, one with a freaking bicycle kick. Insane. Did you see that? Insane, absolutely insane goal. Insane goal. Yeah, everyone was like, you know, tweeting like, 
possibly goal of the year. Like in absolutely insane. And against Brazil of all people to do like oh, yeah. that goal against, you know? So very you interesting. You could see how shocked the, the Brazil defenders were when oh, he yeah. hit that. They were just like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sam, I think you touched on it, but um, you know, Mourinho comes in as a sub in the 67th minute, you know, then uh, Venezuela scores in the 85th, I believe it was. Any uh, any correlation there on that? Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might be stretching a little bit, but for him to play like world class talent, both you know, we're talking to Arias, Mascara, Mourinho, playing unbelievable players. Um, it only builds their confidence coming back for a playoff, you know, push. Um, I wanted to kind of mention a quick kind of side note. Uh, number one, Arias going back to Columbia gets his seventh total assists for the Columbia national team. He's never scored, but he's had seven assists now. Um, so kind of a cool stat to see for a right back, you know, he's at least showing that he's got good service, um, and creating opportunities, you know, even for his national team. Um, the second part to this was that he actually gets injured in this game. Um, and that's actually the reason he gets taken out. Um, there's a report that came in, you know, last night that he's actually leaving the Columbia national team camp to come back to FC Cincinnati. It sounds like it's more precautionary than anything. Um, you know, they're obviously, in a, that, by the way. yeah, they're in a just like <laughs> huge, you know, time for their team. And he just started as the right back for world cup qualifying. Um, but I mean, he does an interview after the game saying he's not really worried about this. Um, he was even shown kind of in like an Instagram post, you know, from the team uh, hours before they announced that he was leaving. So I, I wonder if it was more our club was pushing for him to come back to, you know, possibly not make this worse. I know the player would love to play for his country no matter what. And you always got to be pushing for that. But I think from our standpoint, we're going into playoffs. He's such a vital player to our defense now, you know, do you think that had anything to do with uh, him being called back? I mean, pr probably. Um, I would say, you know, I don't know how much say. I would assume that he has a lot of say, especially with his veteran leadership, probably in that Colombian national team to say, sure. hey, like, you know, I've been around for a while. You guys, like, I can sit out. Like, I, I need to go back. I've got playoffs with FC Cincinnati, right. like, I appreciate you calling me up and everything like that, but I, I, I don't think that I can give my hundred percent for my country. So I'd rather, you know, get healthy and help you guys when it really, really counts. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, and selfless from him or even just thinking like big picture on what is to come, uh, how many, you know, games are left in the world cup qualifying process. Like one game isn't going to swing things necessarily. Um, it's kind of interesting though, where things stand after this match day for their at least South American bracket for the world cup qualifying. Um, Colombia sits in third, actually Venezuela is in six. Like I mentioned, the top six teams advance. So right now uh, it looks like we might have possibly three guys, you know, at some point there were FC Cincinnati players who knows what happens in the next couple of years, but possibly playing in the world cup, which would just be mm -hmm. super cool. Um, so kind of interesting to see, um, I, I have to look back and see who Columbia actually plays next. I don't know, Sam, if you know, off the top of your head. Um, but I know that, uh, Venezuela plays 
Chile on um, Tuesday of this week. So there will be one more game, at least for a few of these guys. Uh, Mascara, it sounds like, might be staying. Maybe he gets a little bit more of a role in this next game. Um, It'd be kind of cool. So anything else, I guess, did you see from uh, any of these games? Or I guess we can even move on to uh, Bupenza now, too. Yeah, I was about to say Bupenza. um, He was announced that he got called up. Um, They actually play as well an international friendly, so not World Cup qualifying, but an international friendly against Guinea um, on Tuesday as well. So um, I I think why he wasn't formally announced right away is because he has later games, right? So I think Mourinho and Mascara and Arias, they were all named because they had games earlier. So he might have been named later because his games were later. That's just what I was thinking. I didn't know if you had any other thoughts on that. It was kind of interesting on like, I think. That's uh, happened twice though. Yeah, one of the postcast um, guys actually had, um, I think it was, I forget exactly who it was, but they there was a Instagram post that was out, and I was actually kind of perusing the Gabon like national team stuff too. Um, and you see kind of photos of him training. And I don't know if word gets back to the club that like, oh, they're posting about him there, you know? Um, but it sounds like this guy relishes playing for his country, like, you know, that, that is not an easy travel to get back, you know, from Africa to, um, or even there. So for him to represent the country, even for a friendly game like this, he's wanting to play in games. It shows that he's wanting to stay active to play in maybe competitive matches, even though it is a friendly, um, or, you know, looking on the flip side of being next to his countrymen and representing his country. I mean, if I got a call up for, you know, the U.S., for sure I'm going to take it, no matter what level it is. Um, so I got to respect that from him. Um, hopefully he just doesn't get stuck over there. Like it sounds like sometimes the travel has been difficult. Um, who knows with them playing, you know, against Guinea, as you mentioned, uh, does he have enough time to get back for the game on Saturday or not? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, w- I would certainly hope so, but we shall see um, how either of them do on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the uh, international wrap up right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, it's cool to like see again some of our players involved in this. I think even like I'm kind of perusing the MLS channels too, because I'm curious to see is there any other guys, you know, do we have the most amount of players that are representing their countries in Inter Miami by, far had like a lot of different variety but um i mean that doesn't necessarily mean anything right um yeah it means not but you know i i saw like one of the uh charlotte guys ends up scoring for poland i think uh shakiri for chicago ends up scoring for switzerland so there's a lot of like active mls guys again trying to balance you know playing for their countries with playing with the mls at the end of the season and as we touched on with arius trying not to get injured you know, like especially the guys that are important for their teams and play in meaningful minutes are pushing for playoffs or, you know, even to win the cup. Um, it is very, very interesting to see how teams are able to kind of balance that. Um, and, you know, maybe we intervene and we ask them, hey, you know, can we at least evaluate our player or give us a better report on, you know, what kind of injury he's got? He's had this history of a broken leg before. If there's any possibility of, anything going on do you just shut them down i don't know it's really interesting but yeah i think i, I uh, think the yeah go ahead no no you're good go ahead sam 
So, well, I was going to say was the, the fact that I, I wonder in May, right, for the other big leagues in Europe, right, in May, there's not really any international play. And I find that very interesting, the fact that it kind of – I don't know if the MLS needs to get bigger for us to kind of be, you know, worked into the schedule because <laughs> I, I right. think taking our players away at the <laughs> end of the season right before, if not during the playoffs, is a little kind of concerning – um, but you know, once again, we're lower on the totem pole, so <laughs> it, I don't think it really means much to them anyways. So, sure. yeah, Sam on a, I guess a higher note, we're going to kind of switch it up this week. Um, give me your, your Jersey swap of the week, kind of on this international break, but we also had some other FC Cincinnati news, but what was your Jersey swap of the week? Yeah. So Jersey swap of the week, uh, kind of like you said, I'm going to go with Chris Albright. So it's kind of a suit suit swap, if you will. Uh, but yeah, FC Cincinnati and uh, general manager Chris Albright um, agreed on a long-term extension um, earlier this week, which is phenomenal news. Um, not really sure how long it is, but some speculate that it's a lifetime deal. And that's, <laughs> that's what we're hoping for. But he's done a phenomenal job since com- coming on October 2021, I believe. And mm-hmm. He's led to our first MLS playoff berth in 2022. And then now we won the 2023 supporter shield and we did that in 31 matches. So what I'm looking to see is hopefully a Pat Noonan extension here coming soon. Good shout. I honestly was just about to say like, this has to be, you know, big contract number two, I guess, total after Lucho. Um, Awesome for like the general manager understands the importance of like, Okay, the players on the field come first, make them happy. Lucho, you get your long-term extension. Um, then the club, you know, after we won a trophy, is like, all right, we're going to announce the general manager who kind of helped piece this together. Um, and then I think, like you said, like Pat has got to be soon, I would imagine. Um, part of the key of keeping Pat was getting Albright to agree as well. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. Wouldn't yeah, you say? Almost a, a package deal, yeah. yeah I mean, that's sure. kind of what it seemed like out of Philly was, you know, these guys are inseparable. They kind of share the same mindset. They want to play the same style of, you know, play. So um, it's really important to me to kind of see that happen, to understand that, okay, if we have one, then he's going to want to have his guy. Um, and there was openings around the league, it sounds like. You know, at least LA Galaxy kind of had rumors for a while, even Chicago at some degree. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I, I think – you know, Albright makes the right decision. <laughs> I'm biased, but <laughs> I, I'm very, very happy about, you know, this. And, um, you know, I think it's underrated how well he's done at kind of turning things around. If you want to say he had inherited some of our current players, but look at all of the people that he's brought in, Sam. I mean, has maybe one player kind of questionably not hit like Santos, if you want to say, like, is he the one that maybe didn't turn out, but maybe that was his all-time plan was like, we're going to use him and fill in the gaps of these strikers. Um, Can you think of anyone else that he's brought in that like really hasn't done much? I mean, I I don't, I don't think there's anyone that you can kind of point at and go, yeah, like that really hasn't worked out at all because I I think even a lot of the people that he's brought in are still working projects because most most of the, the players that he has really brought in, the ones that are veterans and the ones that have, you know, kind of that 
playing experience have done really, really well and they've right. contributed. And that's why we were winning the supporter shield. <laughs> the players that are projects are those guys that are, you know, under 23, under 22 years old, and they're still learning. They're still gaining their, you know, football experience. And this is their first big stage in their For sure. you know, professional playing career. Yeah. So look at Isaiah Foster. I mean, you're, that's a good point. And if you want to say like, he's a failure, like, He's got Alvaro Barrial in front of him as the MLS best left back. Like he's not going to win that spot, but he's learning under him. He gets loaned out. So he's still, you know, getting some minutes. Now he's training back with the team. You can't call him a complete failure. You know, that's not reasonable to say that. So I, I like that point. That's a good point about that. Yeah. But you, you love to see just Albright, the, the, the passion that him and Pat, like you had said, that they brought to Cincinnati. Um, and it's, it's always nice to see the, them reaping the rewards, right? Like you yeah. said, players first, and then let's get the guys in the front office their due as well. Um, so yeah, hopefully we see Pat's here soon. <laughs> Suit swap. I love it. <laughs> yeah. What was yours? My Jersey swap for this week is kind of a, a two part series here. So we had mentioned yours in mascara, Comes in, um, you know, for the Columbia national team in the 90th minute. Sam, this is his first appearance for the senior national team for Columbia. Um, awesome, awesome for him to, you know, be a part of this team. Uh, you know, again, he grew up playing in Columbia. He was in the youth ranks there. For him to kind of go through, I think, some of their youth uh, U20 teams, U23 teams, and now to finally make his first appearance, albeit, you know, a minute and some change and extra time, but in a meaningful game too. Um, really cool to see him come in. So that's my first part. The second part of this is that uh, Lucho Acosta got an FC 24 upgrade uh, from 77 to an 84 overall in his rankings, uh, making him, I think, one of two MOS players to get upgrades um, with uh, Kai Wagner uh, being the other one who... Some people might, you know, question of if he's going to join, you know, the FC here in the next year. But um, awesome for Lucha to get kind of mentioned with the same breath of, you know, some of these other incredible international players. Um, and I think is up there for one of the higher, you know, overall rated MLS players too in this uh, video game. So pretty cool. Yeah, I, I still have not, you know. Uh, there's it's that point of the year where you're you're wondering like do i get eafc do i not <laughs> like i i feel like this is the if you're gonna get it like you have to like get it this first year because yeah. it, it's the changeover from fifa to eafc right and so right. like just having the ownership of it like yeah i bought i bought the first one right because we had talked you know however many times you know about the lineage of FIFA, like, sure. Oh my gosh. I remember when I first got, you know, my FIFA <laughs> game and it was great. And then now there's the turnover. So, you know, Lucho getting that special card in EAFC, it's a testament to what he's been, you know, kind of doing not only this whole season, but, you know, obviously his whole career at FC. Do you think that like you started to go into the reason why you wanted to buy the game? And I, I thought you were even <laughs> going to go down the route of like, FC Cincinnati is the best team in the MLS. I got to get this game because they're probably going to be ranked the highest. And, you know, I want to play, you know, as this team and run the franchise my way. See, I almost would prefer like when they were bad so that I could change everything because right now with them oh, being yeah. so good, like 
Who would you, you don't want to touch it? Of? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to touch it. <laughs> They're like, so, you know what I mean? So it's kind of more fun when you can make your changes and make them good when right now they're already probably one of the better MLS teams, at least by ratings, I would imagine. Um, so that's kind of a funny kind of take on that. Um, we had even made a comment when they won supporter shield, you know, I have a video of me playing, showing them winning a trophy first trophy, you know, while playing as FC in, you know, a video game and then having the real life video of it, just surreal to kind of see that, actually come to life in some ways. Uh, if you guys who are listening or watching couldn't tell Sam and I, you know, used to play FIFA all the time with each other. Maybe we need to bring that back and do a live, you know, podcast while playing, giving our, you know, initial reactions, but um, just cool stuff, you know, awesome to see at least him getting recognized um, going back to Lucho with his upgrade. Yeah. Always, always cool to see your players and, in video games for sure <laughs> sam did you have a trivia question for the week yes i did Let's hear um it. the the trivia question of the week is kind of going off of the international um history of fc cincinnati so since fc cincinnati entered the mls there have been 24 players who have claimed the u.s as their nationality what country is second rep- in representation for fc cincinnati so it would be like, I guess, second in terms of like the amount of caps, correct? Like the amount of players that are from that country. The amount of players from that country who have played for their national team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Costa Rica. Costa I, I don't Rica. know. Okay. I feel like uh, okay. early on in our history, I mean, we had Matarita, Alan Cruz, Kendall Waston. Um, but I could also think of, you know, like Jamaica, we've had, I think a few now and now Colombia, we've had a few, I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to just go with Costa Rica. Let's see, see what we got. Yeah. So we'll see if it's Costa Rica in the second half of the pod, but, um, right here, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with you guys. So agility is a technology driven soccer training facility. So we offer six facets of training. Uh, that would be tech touch. Uh, with ball launchers that work on your first touch, the TSZ, uh, which is the ESA equipment and working on decision-making. We also have a circuit. Uh, Circuit training would be taking the ESA equipment to the next level. It's kind of like a soccer obstacle course. Then we offer neuroscience training with our reflection tools, uh, working on processing things a little bit faster and eye coordination and such. Uh, We offer skills classes, which is your typical corporate skills training. Um, lots of people still enjoy that. So we work on a lot of attacking 1v1 skills. And then we also offer athlete development. So our athletes come here and they work on speed, agility, uh, quickness, explosive movements, really just learning how to move and function a little bit better as an athlete. Welcome back, everyone. We're here tonight talking a little bit about some international soccer, some FC Cincinnati players playing for their countries. Now we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit um, we're going to do kind of our cards of the week, and then we'll get into our upcoming preview for FC Cincinnati's game against Atlanta. Sam, we finally have a game again. I'm pumped about it. It's our last home game of the year. So we'll kind of get into that and chatting about that here in a little bit. But first off, I want to hear your card of the week. Yeah. So, uh, card of the week is going to be, there's no respect for FC Cincinnati's under 22s. Um, so the MLS came out with their under 22 top player 
best 11, the snubs, and then an outlook on possibly next year's under 22 best 11. There was no mention in any of those articles about any FC Cincinnati players at all. So no Angulo, no Pinto, both are 21 respectively, and they are going to be 22 next year. Um, Angulo, 24 appearances, nine starts, one assist has been a crucial sub for FC Cincinnati in you know this entire season pinto kind of the same thing 21 appearances two starts earlier in the season he was kind of a super sub he would come on for lucho every time fc was up by one two goals um so i think both are extremely quality players and deserve a little bit more recognition especially since they're on the supporter shield champs team um that's kind of my two cents i don't believe that um well, you know, I was going to say something, but I'll, I'll change the way I'm going to say it. Um, Pinto actually is is third in um, like sub appearances. So, I mean, he is, you're right. He's playing some good minutes when we need him um, and actually looks very confident when he plays too. So um, yeah, dude, I, I totally agree. It's like we have some great young players. Like we're not being recognized for it. Um I think our guys are kind of right at the cusp, though. At least some of our big, big guys. Well, so like, that was that's what I was going to say as well. Is you know if they were going to be uh, named, all the all the guys are twenty three. I literally looked up. We have like four or five guys that are either starters or like regular yeah. subs that are twenty three years old. Why can't they just do like anywhere else in the world where it's the under twenty three team and not the you know, yeah. 22 or 22 or whatever MLS ranking it was. But yeah, dude, I, I'm there with Gotta you. Leave us out. We'll make our own, you know, 23 one and kind of go from there because you know who tops that list. Oh, so, yeah, without a doubt. Well, I'm just saying a certain player too. Are you going Barrial? Oh, yeah. Al- Alvaro's for sure. I think yeah. he's going to be. Celentano is also 23 and Murphy's yeah. 23. True. Yeah. Good point. I mean, we got a lot of youth, uh, a lot of good years ahead of us. If we can keep some of the guys, I know Salantano already signed his extension. So very happy about that. Um, Pinto and Angulo will probably be around for a while too. So we're excited about some of the youngsters. Good shout though. Um, red or yellow. I'm going to go yellow. It's not, it's not entirely, you know, terrible, but I would like a little bit more recognition. Sam's yellow of the week folks. There it is. There it is. For all the, the, those folks week. watching on YouTube, we showed the yellow card. <laughs> Ryan, what was your card of the week? My card of the week, uh, Sam, I was so pumped about U.S. soccer. You know, again, for those watching YouTube, I'm wearing, uh, you know, a, a U.S. jersey or those listening on Spotify, you know, wearing a U.S. jersey. We were playing Germany this week uh, in New England. Um, you know, not playing at actually the, the Patriots Stadium. We're playing at the... Uh, the Yukon football team's uh, stadium. And uh, it, it was a, it was a good game in the first half. Pulisic had a unbelievable goal and then the wheels kind of fell off. Um, you know, we go one, one at half and then Germany kind of outclasses us, which I mean, I can't be like terribly mad about, but um, I feel like the U S has got to get used to playing in big games like this and like keeping leads if they want to do anything special uh, for the world cup, you know, um, that was going to be my big takeaway from this is like, you're playing with a like largely normal starting lineup, very similar to what you had in the world cup. 
Um, these guys are probably largely going to be the same, you know, in the next few years as well. Germany might change a little bit in who they had, but I mean, they still rolled out a class lineup too. So it was a, it was a really good test. Um, but I'm going to give my yellow card to the U S in the second half, uh, of that game. Cause they just didn't show up. Um, but Hey, I mean, it is Germany, but still I expect somewhat better after seeing how the first half went they played phenomenal i know me and you were texting about that pool sick goal too yeah after that 1-0 like that feeling was like oh my oh my gosh like did that just happen did he just take him from like almost half like midfield takes it takes it in just whips it top bins on the right side like phenomenal goal like seriously if we want to have like one international player shout out right now for like jersey swap it's pulisic because that dude is on fire america he's had four goals um in 11 appearances i think it was for ac milan over in italy um he's now had a goal against germany you know as the captain um, so Pulisic can't be stopped right now. He's feeling himself just in terms of like playing more minutes, I think has really helped. Him. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. You know, he was at Chelsea last year and he was in a bad situation and now, you know, he's got all the faith in the world from the manager. Um, obviously, you know, you got a familiar U S manager too. He's captain. Everyone looks to him. Um, I, what, what is your up and down there? The U S manager. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I yeah. feel that. that <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a separate that's a separate podcast dis- discussion because that would take you know a few hours to describe that. Um, but uh, I think that kind of what's worked for him too is um, Sam. He's playing with Yunus Musa at AC Milan, and yeah. you know now for club and country they're playing together. There's rumors that um, I think another U.S. player might be going over to AC Milan as well in the near future too. Um, I think it was there. It was, uh, wasn't it Joe, Joe Scali, I believe they were looking at it yeah. right back actually. Right back, um, yeah. and he actually started against Germany and played very well. Um, so that would be cool to see a few guys play together. I just love when they have that like continuity. It just reminds me of like, you remember FIFA ultimate team, right. And the link ups, mm-hmm. you know, you'd create your yeah. club and you get the players from the correct countries together. You'd create the but, green uh, lines between it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of the the season, uh, they were also looking at Balogun as well, uh, just possibly put up top there as their number nine. So almost had Musa, Pulisic, and Balogun um, in their starting eleven there. But yeah, great to see. Kind of the, the Italians love him over there too. They, they absolutely they love do. him. They're eating him up. Yeah, he's on the front of every newspaper. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I think he he's loving his soccer over there right now. Um, Sam, kind of switching gears, let's talk back to uh, FC Cincinnati. We got our final home game of the the year, um, playing an Atlanta United squad, which we beat earlier in the year 2-1. to one. Um, As you kind of alluded to on the last podcast, I love this. I think it would be our fifth series sweep of the year. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So meaning that, you know, there's four other teams that we've beat twice or three times now without losing – Atlanta would make this the fifth team, um, which is pretty awesome in my opinion that we've, you know, had at least a few teams where we haven't lost. And I I don't know if ties are included in that or not, but um, Atlanta will be a tough task. I think they sit kind of like right on the cusp, if not like right in their eighth right now. 
Yeah, yeah. so they're right on the border. They, they're they probably going to be pushing a lot more. Um, I think, you know, Pat's going to roll out a solid lineup for this game to kind of get us prepped for the playoffs now. You know, we're about a week or two away, you know, from that beginning. Um, and again, we'll kind of get into the setup of this, but um, at least in the first round, it's, you know, three, three game series or whatever. So getting the guys built up and ready to go again in a meaningful game um, where Atlanta is going to be kind of coming at you hard too, kind of simulates a playoff atmosphere. Wouldn't you say Sam? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I misspoke there. There's sixth in the East, eighth in the overall East. in the MLS. Okay. So, um, but yeah, the, the last time out at Atlanta, it was a, once again, it was a, a second half resurgence from FC Cincinnati, kind of yeah. the games that we've been seeing this second half of the season, second half of the season, second half team. Hopefully that's not the way in the playoffs. Like we've discussed the past couple episodes, but um, for me personally, I'd like to, to see what your take is on this, but I expect to see kind of a foolish lineup for the first 45 minutes and then probably use of all five subs there in the second half. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think Arias probably is a sub, but doesn't start just to make sure that he's healthy for the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Mascara, depending on if he plays or not, um, maybe Bupenza, but honestly, more likely to have um, probably Don Baji up there, to be honest. Um, but then everyone else is the same. I think you'll you'll see a solid lineup from us and a good test, honestly, at home right before we we do start the playoffs. Um, Atlanta, at least in my opinion, you know, they play their home games on turf going to play on grass, you know, obviously is a little bit different. Um, we seem to, you know, obviously do better at home, you know, clearly, but, um, playing teams that have, uh, turf home fields, you know, like Charlotte, every time they've come to TQL, we've beaten them, you know, on grass. Um, I think our record against Atlanta has been pretty pretty good if I remember correctly over the past few years against Atlanta, although their teams haven't been as good, but still, um, you know, playing them on grass versus turf again, makes a difference. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. At the, they, I think the MLS had an article that came out, um, said, you know, if the playoffs were to start today, you know, before these last games, Atlanta would play Philadelphia, um, six to six and three seed right there. Okay. Um, so an intriguing matchup right there um, for two kind of great playoff teams the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think as it is right now, we would be playing the winner of, I think it was like a four and a five, if I'm not mistaken, or it's Montreal and Red Bulls. So Montreal it's an and, and Red nine. Bulls. Okay. The yeah. eight and a nine. That's right. Cause there'd be a, like a play in game. Um, yeah before, you know, we would play. And then, you know, again, we'll get more into this next episode, but um, I'm looking forward to a last home regular season game. Um, interested to see what the club will roll out in terms of like potential like giveaways or something like that. I don't know what they have in store. Empty um, the closets there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're going to probably roll a lot out for the home playoff game. Um, hopefully we obviously will have multiple of those. If we keep winning, we keep playing at home. Um, there's already Mm -hmm. a TIFO painting that's being done for a playoff game too, which will be really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think this Atlanta game will be fun. Um, it's a little bit earlier of a game. It's a six o'clock game, which kind of threw me for a loop. I thought it was a Sunday game at first, but 
Um, it kind of makes sense for a decision day. So obviously this is the last game of the year. It's technically what's called decision day in the MLS. So for teams that are on the cusp or vying for a playoff spot, this would decide if they make it or not. Um, at least in the East, there's a lot of spots lost locked up in the West is a little bit, you know, up and down. Um, so in years past decision day has been on a Sunday kind of conflicting with the NFL season because FC Cincinnati clinched playoffs the last day, you know, and it was a Sunday. Uh, I remember it clearly. So it's interesting. They flipped it now to a Saturday night. I think there's a little bit more buzz in the air about it. I would love to see, obviously I'm very happy. We're first, you know, in the MLS first in the Eastern conference, but in future years, just how big these days can be building up these big moments. You know, the MLS has tried to make a, a bigger stand about rivalry, you know, weeks and stuff like that. So decision day uh, being a big day is, is kind of cool to see. Yeah, of course, you know, when we have the platform that we do now, right. of course, it, it doesn't really mean much to us right now. For but, sure. Um, like, like you're talking about future seasons, you know, hopefully, honestly, hopefully we're not in that position, but yeah. obviously decision day, you know, is going to be a, a crucial time in the MLS. And it's going to be really cool to see which teams, especially in the West, like you were talking about, rise and which ones fall to the occasion. Yeah, it will be interesting. I've been watching a lot more of the MLS 360 this year than ever, honestly, like following other teams. So you're right. Like, even though decision day isn't as big for us, watching some of these big West games or whatever, like who would I potentially well, you, you want to play? To see, yeah, you get to see who, who we're possibly going to play. You know, in like MLS Cup, them. right? Or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, that would be the... I guess the only reason why we'd play a West team, but um, we're scouting. Yeah. We are. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, but um, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought, Sam. I'm not going to lie. When you, when you made that comment, but um, yeah. Uh, last game of the season of 34 games, I think. Right. Is that right for regular season? Yeah. yeah. Um, looking for, I believe the 15th sellout of the season total. Uh, which I, I think we'll probably end up doing. Hopefully it's a nice night for it. Um, I still want to find, Sam, a record for sellouts in a season, you know, to see, you know, is, is there a team that's sold out every single home game throughout the year? We're, I think, only one game off of that um, total. But if we go into playoffs, you know, total amount, do we have the most sellouts of any team? I think um, I think you had you had said that we're we're gonna leave that up to our uh, investigative reporters there with you know Laurel or, or Pat Brennan or, or somebody like that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Leave it up to the experts. Sam, what's your prediction for this game though? Prediction for the game, man. I, I mean, once again, Atlanta is a tough team to go up against. Um, however, we are at home, so um, I'm gonna go with a modest. Let's go just one zero victory. Going back to our uh, earlier on in the season results, you know, it had been a big 1-0 first part of the year. Um, and we talked wow. about one goal games, how many one goal games we've won. You know, I think it's like 14 or something crazy. Um, I'm going to go uh, a 2-1, 2-1 win at home. Uh, we play like, you know, a solid 30, 45 minutes, like you said, with our starters you know, maybe we get up 2-0, then we give one late away just because we have our backups in and they're going to be pushing more yeah. or something like that. Um, who's a kind of standout player that you would want to see improve or to get good minutes, possibly have a good performance before the MLS playoffs that might be crucial for yeah. our run? 
I got two guys. So um, both of them are in the back line. And I know we were a big fan of his. And so first guy, I'm going to go with Halsey. I really think he needs to either start the game and play the entire game or come on on the, in the 45th minute and kind of earn those minutes for the playoffs. Cause I, I personally think he's earned minutes to play in the playoffs as a sub or, you know, whenever we need him. Um, Second guy being Ian Murphy. I really want to see what we have for the depth in the playoffs. Right. Um, we've got Muscara, we've got Miazga, we've got Hagelin that right. are kind of been our, our back three, if you will, that have put together the whole back five. But what can Ian Murphy bring to the table, especially when it comes playoff time? I want to see some quality minutes out of him. Good shouts. I think your first one I want to kind of touch on with Halsey in the uh, Red Bulls game, you know, we ended up losing this game. We had kind of really gone into detail on how much we would have loved to see Halsey start instead of Powell and Gaddis. So to your point, like in a seemingly like meaningless game, but also that has like some hitting hidden meetings in it. Like why would, if Arias is potentially out at right back, why would you not put Halsey in? You know, again, you're going to get from Powell, you know what you're going to get from Gaddis. Um, give him some minutes to play right back there or, you know, play him a 45 minute slot. Maybe it's not a starting spot, but at least 45. So good shot with him. Murphy's been playing well. I think like, does he solidify his spot in the line in the back line? You know, do we put our normal, you know, center backs in? Do we see Murphy play more? Um, I think for me, a kind of an X factor player, who had a little bit more uh, impact earlier on in the season was Don Baji. And I, I would love to see him get confidence to score in meaningful sub situations potentially uh, in the playoffs. Um, I don't think that Santos is going to have as big of a role like he did last year when he scored against Red Bulls. But um, I think Baji brings good experience, good energy, strength, I think too. When he comes in, he like holds people off. So um I would love to see Baji have a good game right before the playoffs begin. Yeah, I I love a good Baji appearance. Love a good Baji goal, um, especially earlier in the season when there were a couple of times where we were banking on you know him doing something and he showed up. You know, yeah, oh, three, Columbus four games game in a row there. Columbus yeah. game for sure that stands out. Colorado Rapids game he scores the game winner. Yeah, I was about to say Colorado, yeah. Um, you know, back in his former club's stadium. Um, but yeah, he he's just been a awesome dude for the community. I th- I think I saw him recently. Was, he was volunteering. He was asking some people about like, you know, youth club coaches as well. So I don't know if he's trying to get involved in that community or not, um, or if that was just in reference to like, uh, you know, kids or friends or something like that. But um, he's been an awesome guy and really like appreciates his role um, and isn't like getting too upset that he's not maybe starting or whatever, but just enjoying where he's at and with a winning team. Yeah, absolutely. So any final thoughts, Sam, before we close out tonight? No, I, I mean, once again, final game of the season, we'll have a lot more to talk about once playoff and, and kind of the whole seating is solidified. Can't wait to talk about that because MLS playoffs is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to, you had mentioned, you know, in future episodes talking about the format specifically, because it's a new format uh, this year feel like it's new new format every year but you know new for, new format this right, year and, right. and look forward to talking about that yeah absolutely good point i think the u.s plays again this week which will be kind of fun to watch before we again get into the last game 
Um, excited to go. Excited for hopefully a win. Thanks again for everyone for tuning in tonight. And uh, we'll see you next week after Sam gives us one last thing. Well, the trivia question of the week. We should do that. We should definitely do that. That's a good catch. <laughs> you all want to get no, We're not going to do this again where Ryan forgets the truth. That's true. We've done that once. That We've done that once before. But thank you for so, the reminder. Let's hear it. So if you didn't listen to the first half of the pod, trivia question of the week uh, this week was, since FC Cincinnati entered the MLS, there have been 24 players who have claimed the U.S. as their nationality, first in the club in representation. The second in representation, Ryan had said, is Costa Rica. He had locked it in. That was his guess. The answer is actually the Netherlands. What? With really? four. Yeah. No way. So Costa Rica has had three. Wow. But Netherlands is second in four, and we haven't had a Netherlands player in almost two years. The last Netherlands player was Kenneth Vermeer, I think, was the last person on the roster. So it was uh, Seem de Jong, Jurgen Lokadia, Michael Vanderwerf, and Kenneth Vermeer. Wow. So four and then three was Costa Rica? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty insane, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it can yeah. like what two years now like you said since the last time we had somebody that played for them too yeah wow interesting i know uh that kind of brings back like terrible memories of the first couple of years of the club when we were yeah. in a period of uh <laughs> we got dutch, rid of all the netherlands players <laughs> yeah the dutch uh players managers coaches gm all of that brought in the latinas yeah <laughs> <laughs> we got lucho potentially might be an American player here soon too. So <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, that was a great question. Actually. I, I love that. That was, that was really good. Where did, what was your reference? Uh, my reference was, I think I just looked up on the FBF website that we usually use. And That's it was like, cool. how, how many people just how many people I'm interested. Awesome. 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 Well, Thanks again, everyone. Now I'm formally going to say goodbye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for listening, tuning in. Again, we'll have an episode after you know this Atlanta game, and we're really going to do a deep dive into the MLS playoffs. We're really excited for the end of this year, um, and hopefully another trophy coming up here soon. So, Sam, have a good night. Yeah.